Because if John Boyega doesn't have the best African dad voice I have ever heard, I don't know what, what else to do. Alright, alright. Let's clap it. We see you. Viola. The Woman King. Uh, it dropped this weekend. Uh, it's two hours and 15 minutes. Wow. It definitely felt like it was way longer. Um, the Woman King. Uh, based on popular folktale lore of the homies from Africa, which was a tribe. Uh, a lot of people think that this story has like significant accuracies in it. Um, I, I'll be the first to tell you it doesn't. <laughs> it, they definitely ain't grandized and uh, made story, but that's what makes the stories interesting. Uh, so I'm okay with that. Like, there's no way you see Scarface and think that's real. There's no way you see Godfather and think that's real, right? Same thing here. Uh, fantasized it just to make it better. Um, up uh, for, for the most part, if you don't want to sit here and wait for my whole opinion, um, I thought I thought the movie was great from an okay standpoint. This movie wasn't made for me, and that's inherently clear. And it's been a long time since I've watched a movie that wasn't for me, but was about me. And I think that's a unique feeling to have as a black man in this space right now because of the diversity. Diversity is finally becoming so diverse that I can actually subject, I can actually separate myself from um, just being black in this situation. This is about black women. The homie board, uh, the homie is notorious for having a tribe. So if for all you guys don't know, this is what the, um, the Dora Milaje from Black Panther, this is where this, this is the stories that is based off of them. And I love how they pay homage to the, to the climbing ladder, to the, the create using the sparks for explosions. Those are all things that, you know, they did. And I really enjoyed seeing that, but from the stance of the movie, right? The movie is great. The actors are actually the thing that holds this movie together. And let's just let me just say, Lashana, I didn't know how much I was, how attracted I was to you until I, to this movie. Lashana was was actually like super mad attracted to me. And Adrian Warner didn't know I was attracted to her until I saw her. Anyway, it must have been the hair or something. She she really won me over. But. The thing that I want to draw your attention to while looking at the cast is the screenwriters and the producers. Because you can feel elements of them in this movie. And it's all based around this dude. But we'll get to that. I really did enjoy uh, this movie. Oh, yeah, she was in there. And you know what? I, I had wrote something on her on her page like a few days ago like yo if you're not in this movie with all those samurai twists and shit that you be doing and you're not in this movie there's gonna be a problem and sure enough she was in it she was definitely in it um and who else i also was a fan of her her tall ass how tall is she I was just like, she was just tall as shit in every frame. 
I love the glistening part about them. That glistening oil, which is supposed to be represent the red. So it like it's they, they had so many great cultures. But let's get into it. And this is gonna be a spoiler. So if you haven't seen it, this has been enough time for you to get the hell out of my chats and out of my section. Um. So the movie basically follows um, the story of the how the empire fell. Um. And I was and I'm okay with that. It's basically. Um, one empire's in capture and the other. They have this balance. There's a king. He was put in place by Viola Davis' character who helped him win the seat. No problem. Yada, yada, yada. Everything's going fine and the story goes good and then it makes this rough detour. And it feels forced even though it's in Africa. This is the part that was kind of weird to me. It feels forced because it felt it was in Africa. Was the slave trade element and why did they feel so afraid to... Like, explore. I I wanted nuance to this. We all, if everyone, and if you don't know about the slave trade, the people you're making this movie for know about the slave trade. So my question is, who is this movie for, or what is the message of this movie rather? And the message I got from this movie is, it's always okay to come home. Come home. This that's the message I got from this movie. No matter where you've been, no matter what you're doing, no matter who you're doing it with. Come home. It's, it tells stories how, like, you're doing all this business work on the side, all this other stuff. You're going to Asia to go pet elephants. We got elephants in Africa. You're going to Mexico to walk on beaches. We got beaches in Africa. Come home. What you waiting on? It's the only place you can go where you're going to be accepted. Anyway. Right? So that was my message that I took from it. That's me personally. Now, I'd be wrong to say that this movie was perfect. This movie had horrible pacing and really bad editing. I really enjoyed the fight scenes, and it seemed to be the only time that they actually edited correctly around the movie. Um, the fight scenes seemed long enough for it to be to move around. They cut it in certain points and places where it, it made sense. Not gonna argue with that, but I love the message of of that that they were gonna show these women working and and using practical tools. They did a lot of training. They were very well trained. It was very clear to see, and they and it showed the practicality of them beating some grown ass man's ass. I could I believe that these people these women could easily beat someone's ass. It 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 didn't pass my mind. My favorite character though was Ode. Oh, Oda, she was my favorite. Then they then they murked her, which hurt. And then my second favorite was the king, because if John Boyega doesn't have the best African dad voice I have ever heard, I don't know what what else to do. <laughs> oh yeah, Eric would have been like, though. No, there's no way. There's no way they would have actually won. There's no way they would have actually won. Eric would have got his ass whooped. <laughs> Eric would have got his ass whooped in them streets. Yo, the the outward laugh I gave in the theater when he said, my friend, if you don't move, yo. <laughs> my friend, if you don't move. <laughs> when he gave that Lepa Shanti ass dude, the, my friend, if you don't move. From my, if I would watch a whole movie of him just talking like that. That shit was hilarious. That shit was hilarious. 
But pr- pretty much the basis of the movie, and it, there's just a lot going on in this movie. There's a, so much going on in this movie that it makes it hard for you to really... Like, they wanted to tell so many stories. They wanted to tell a slave story. They wanted to tell a love story. They wanted to tell a, a trio story. Trio story. There's, there's low-key five main characters. We're following Viola Davis' character... We're, fi- f- we're following Naui. We're following Izugu. We're following um, the uh, her two friends, Oda and uh, Shanti. We're following them. We're following the struggle between um, uh, the the European dude and his brothers, Santino and Mal- Malik. We're following them. We're following the bad guy. We're following the king. We're following Viola Davis versus the king. Viola Davis versus... The King's wife, Viola Davis versus the bad guy. Like, who... At one point, I was like... I I really thought, at one point, that um, Viola Davis and the King had an affair. Or Viola, or, or the King's first wife was going to have an affair with the, with, the, with the European dude. It was just like, things happened and they never had a conclusion. And that's kind of like wavering to me. That's like... Don't open questions that you don't want to that you want to have. Like it was just a lot, and what we find out is that now we, who is our main protagonist, or our our, our backup character, um, our backup protagonist, is the daughter of um, Viola Davis' character, and I'm okay with this. I saw that coming from a mile away, um, but it was forced in my opinion because we get it the dude the dude that's um the bad guy in this in this movie is a, he's a slave trader he captures his own he sells his own but guess what so does the king's kingdom and he wants to change that to make pam oil that's great i'm happy to hear it but as it stands right then and there him and the bad guy are one and the same the good guy and the bad guy are one and the same. So I get that they had to throw in something extra for to make us hate him. I can live with that. But it was forced. So now you have to force that one of these characters are the kids of Viola Davis. Which is fine. I Once again, this movie wasn't for me. And they had to do a lot. They had to do a lot. So I completely understand. But it, it made the movie's pacing suffer for me. Like... There was a time, right around the time after their training arc, where we know that uh, Naoi is a hot hothead. She sort of speaks her mind. She doesn't hold back. We get that. They then do another session of her speaking her mind and being a hothead. Like, we get it. Move on. Let the story move forward. Um, but this brings me to the ultimate thing. What I got to say. The savior complex. And it's important that we talk about this. Because the white savior complex in this movie was an eyesore. And for people who don't know... And, you know, shout out to the movie. made $19 million. So, they they made pretty big bang for his buck. I think they were expecting to make $5 million. So, wonderful. You know, tremendous. But just eight films. Remember the Titan? Um... The white savior complex, he's supposed to be this cool, calm, collected to this brash, rough, edged coach. Uh, f- hidden figures, you know, 
finally, the white man speaks up for her as if her work wasn't going to speak up for her because go ahead, don't listen to her and watch some more people die. I remember this movie, Full Nel- Half Nelson, because it was a wrestling movie. But once again, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. To Kill a Mockingbird, we, I read this book. And even when I read this book, my question was, why, why is he so hell-bent on doing this? And my, and my theory is, my undercover theory is for this is, he's actually gay, and he loves this man, and he doesn't want to see him go to jail. A, whole, uh, a conversation for another day. <laughs> Dangerous Minds reminds me a lot of uh, that Julia Roberts movie where she's a teacher and also the blind side. Like, Julia Roberts is notorious for that shit. A few of these other movies. Bunch of tra- the, the, the teacher who wants him to become an artist and write poetry, whatever. I think it ultimately causes this to happen because sometime last year, I asked a very valid question. Why come I don't see black families anymore? Right? Why come I don't see dark-skinned kids anymore? You can't just catch... Like, I get it. We want to diversify. But can we first have ours first? Can we first be ours? Can we first, you know, indulge and love ourselves without having... (sighs) Y'all got to throw yourselves in every chance. This is a great article. I read over it. And it basically talks about the pros and cons of this. While ultimately diversity is okay, I am never going to oppose someone who wants to just love his people. And notice I said love his people, not hate other people in order to prove his love. There's a big difference. I long to see black families portrayed in media. And it's weird that we don't see it in commercials as much, which is what this is primarily talking about. Because it was such a big catch of the 90s. Uh, the, uh, you know, Steve Urkel and that company. I don't even remember the name of the show anymore. It's just Steve, the Steve Urkel show. Because that's really what it turned into. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um, Martin. All of those things. Living Color. All great forms of that. Big in the 90s and late 80s. Don't get that as much anymore. Which takes me all the way back to this. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And major props to him. Family matters. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, major props to him. Cause I was I watched this interview where he says he only dates black women. Yeah, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. And and I love the way he likes was outspoken in Star Wars <clears throat> and made a push for like if you're gonna put me in a love interest story, it better be with a black woman. And you saw in the last movie they brought in a black woman just for his ass. Like he wasn't playing. He speaks his mind and people and people gonna listen because and for that I gotta keep watching him. But I didn't even know he was the, in this movie. So it was a pleasant surprise to see his ass. But seeing him made me think of something. What black man in this movie 
was loved. That's my big problem with this movie. What black man in this movie was loved? And once again, this isn't a movie for me. This movie isn't even hearing about me. Dare I say, I'm the uh, black men are probably the fifth in the long line of bad people in this movie. <laughs> black men are. <clears throat> but the reason why I pose this question isn't uh, out of spite. It's because John Boyega's character, the king himself, is lied to and manipulated by women. And he had every right to behead Viola Davis' character for lying to him and disobeying a direct order. His queen, his his last, his newest, uh, his his main wife, disobeyed him. Talked about his business in public, spreading rumors. The bad guy who was the main bad guy of the other tribe, he he was a rapist, slave slave catcher, bad guy. He got no love. The general, the general, the general of the, the of the men's squad, who's only looking out for the king's best interest. In fact, every decision he made was for the king's best interest. He went to go support Viola Davis' character because he knew she would make for a great queen, uh, woman king. In the interest of the king's belief. He got no love. He was stared down in the beginning of the movie. And even though he fought valiantly alongside the women. And his soldiers also did fight valiantly alongside the women. They received no notoriety. They received no praise. They received no cheer. In fact. They almost got equivalent notoriety. As the bad people. Because the one thing that discerns. The fight that was happening. Was that women were in the fight. So it made it hard for us to see. The difference between the men and white. Obviously you could tell if you had the red and blue. But like I said. The way they cut it. Makes it kind of difficult. And get me. I'm not complaining as much as I am. Just longing for that. Use the last. Uh, art few articles I showed you. To be the proof of that. I just want to see us love each other and the reason why i was so upset with this is because they there was an opportunity for a black man to be loved in this movie there was an opportunity for a black man to be loved in the movie and it isn't this guy it's not the half black half white guy and i get it he's half black he's half white no i want i want a black boy black black boy i get it he's half black he's half white but he's definitely leaning on his white side in the movie when Naui is learning how to shoot guns, she she flirt, flirtatiously bumps into the person teaching her, who is a young black man. And even Viola Davis's character acknowledges that. Why couldn't we get them fighting together and being in love? Why do we have to get this story? Giving that white savior complex. Oh, but he's half black. If that's the if that's the hill you're gonna die on, make sure you shoot once. But I would have really enjoyed to see that was the moment it came into my mind. I wouldn't have thought of this as an idea. I would have continued to think that the king was just a funny loof. I'd have thought that the bad brute was just a bad brute, and the strict general was just a strict general 
which are the archetypes they were built for. The archetype I wanted to see. Yeah, he did come home, but and that was what I thought. Oh, man, I'm happy you brought, you brought up the point for me. For all of the work that they did, he clapped them cheeks, he saved some slaves, he's on the land, he doesn't stay. He still goes back with the white folks. Because, and there's no logical reason for it. His, his mother's last dying request for him to go home. And my guy clapped some cheeks and went and dipped. That's where the prototype, uh, stereotype, uh, single father came from. That shit right there. The Europeans started that. Clap it. Historically accurate. <laughs> but it was just mind-boggling to me how they missed that in this movie. Where, once again, it's about women. But like, if you have all room for all of these messages and these undertones... Where's our unity at? Right? Where's that unity at? And the only reason why I can believe that this was missed is because the screenwriter looks like this. Nah, I, they had they had time for that. I think you're explaining it away. I'm not giving nobody a pass. <laughs> he could she didn't she she the they had broke ground with making a woman king. You don't think there was going to be room to break grounds for uh, the woman army to be more than just an army? Right? In times of peace, things be things become peaceful. But that's just my opinion. You know, clap it up. Oh, like I said, the movie was good. It wasn't for me. I liked it. And people always ask me, what would you give it? What would be your rating? What would be the, I don't do ratings. This is my rating. If I had already seen the movie and I woke up in the theater and it was halfway through, I would get up, go to go home, buy it on Blu-ray or buy it on streaming and do my laundry while it plays in the background. And whenever Oda, Oda comes on the screen or Ashana comes on the screen, I'll, I'll stop and watch, see what they talk about. And when they leave, I'm going to leave too. Stop it. It was a great movie.